Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, sports fans? Welcome to another edition of the Battle Red Radio. This is Corey DLG and with me, as always... Uh, producer, little brother, Nico. That's me. He like slashes there. I do. I, my title's getting like longer and longer, which I think is really funny. Yeah, like one day it'll just be two minutes of like, do you ever, uh, it's like Bradley Cooper now has done like a bunch of stuff. It's like producer, writer, actor, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm, know, trying. Like I'm trying to. I'm trying to direct. I want to be an extra in something. I want to be like, <laughs> I'm just trying to just add on to the, the titles. I want like writer, poet, songwriter, uh, producer. What do they call it? Every uh, er, ERCOT or something like that. Uh, Emmy, Grammy, something ERGOT, something like that. Yeah, whatever it is. Oni. There you go. EGOT. That's what it is. There you go. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. You're just trying to go for like the podcaster version of that. Yeah. Nowhere near as many awards. I think there's like an iHeartRadio and then like uh, Mom's Favorite Kid. So like, I, mean, I got at least one of those. those. Yeah, for sure. We both know your mom's favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all the jumping around. We're doing a quick hits right here on Houston's Battle Ready, Battle Red Radio, Battle Ready. I don't know. What are we like a He-Man action figure? All right, you're ready. <laughs> Senior ready. So there's been one one brief piece of news. Uh, we were talking about this just yesterday with uh, the center going on the non-football injury list, meaning he's not coming to work, but he's not hurt. I said they redid Brandon Cook's deal and put him on the list because they're probably moving around and doing something. I said they might go get an expensive older veteran just for one year, and that was why they made room in the cap. They actually went in a different direction. They just activated Jimmy Morrissey from the practice squad, and then they brought in another guy to go to the practice squad. So they brought another tackle to the practice squad, but more importantly, they activated Jimmy Morrissey, who is their center on the practice squad. Good for them, I guess. So the youth movement continues. Uh, I guess it's a good thing, right? It it definitely is. Uh, There's a lot of implications for it, but it also got me a little curious. So this Texans quick hit is about the cap health of the Texans. Now, you know I'm a numbers guy. You know I'm a nerd. You know I love getting into these kind of things. So you're going to be my sounding board for all of this, okay? All right. All right. So in April, April 13th to be exact, Brandon Cooks got a two-year, $39 million extension. Good for him. 36 of which is guaranteed. Good job. Three million of which is in the form of uh, bonuses, including a bonus if he's on the roster. Uh, I think I, think, I think I saw. I just read this. 
I think I saw March 5th, 2024, which is probably like operating the first operating day of the league for the new year. I mean, like, I guess that's a good clause to have. Well, what it means is they'll have to decide. So what free agents want is they want as much time as possible to find a team to join. You don't want to get cut late. So players, if a contract is favorable to a player, it will have an early. If it's going to have one of those at all, it'll have an early one. This is as early as he can get. He said, give me that that number one slot, please. Right. So this is going to be one of the first days of the new league calendar year that year of 2024. And basically the Texans will have to decide they'll know by the end of the 2023, but they'll have to make that decision to either keep them for the year or release them. Because if you give them the bonus of the half million or whatever it is for that, for that roster bonus, you're basically, it, it would be dumb football to pay them half a million and then cut them a month later. Right, which we wouldn't be above, but I doubt it will happen. Listen, we believe in dumb football, okay? Uh, but when we're talking about cap health, I was kind of starting to look at stuff. So the two-year extension, first of all, was interesting to me because when Britt, the center, started, when, when he was not showing up last week, and at the start of this week, we restructured Brandon Cook's deal yet again, which is a little weird to me because we just signed him to the two-year extension. So I kind of wanted to look at the numbers. I was like, why did they do that? Uh, what they did was he was slated to get uh, – it's $9 million total for the season, but I think it's $2 million of it is salary. And they went ahead and gave him just the bulk of his money now as a signing bonus instead of making him get it every game for this year. They also added voidable years to the back of the deal which are going to lessen his cap hits per year. But it does mean when he leaves, there'll be some dead money that we have to pay on that deal. That's my favorite part about football is the, the amount of dead cap space that teams can accumulate. It's incredible. Well, it's interesting. So like Drew, uh, Tom Brady is my favorite example because when he left the Patriots, he, he, he like destroyed their budget. It was like $30 million in dead money because they had kept doing one-year deals that were two-year deals but were really one-year deal with the voidable year. And then he signed a new contract with the new voidable year. So they kept rolling over more and more and more debt. Think of it as continually refinancing your credit cards, but instead of paying down the balance when you put it on the new card, you just rolled it over to another card and another card, and another card, and another card, eventually you do have to pay that debt. And that's what these voidable years do, is they they basically uh, sneak out how when you have to pay the debt. Okay, everybody, let me tell you all about the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More Adventure Stadium. That's right. And we already know about the great and wonderful comics and, tra- and trading card store they have on the first floor. They also now have on the second floor a sports memorabilia store and sports trading cards. It's awesome. Get up there to the stadium right there at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130, the second floor above the, the original Adventure Begins, and the Marcel Town Center. Make sure to check them out. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. The Adventure Stadium. Let me tell you guys about the latest party to hit the Houston scene. Custom Geek Parties. 
Everything from corporate team-building exercises, geek-themed weddings, RPG parties, board game parties, cosplay parties, and more. Call Gamers Inner Circle Geek Party at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle Geek Party at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle, are you in yet? Who do you think are our top three players on the cap for this year? Oh, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I have no idea. (laughs) Okay, so that was the next thing I looked at. I was like, man, we've got to be giving a lot of money to somebody to to be so against it that we need to redo Brandon Cook's deal after just giving him an extension. Like, where is all of our money? So I pulled it up. There are three guys. Let me tell you the three names and tell you what they're making, and this will kind of put everything in perspective for you. So Laramie Tunsil is making $17 million. Awesome. Now, that's his cap hit. He probably is making a lot more. Laramie Tunsil famously got the outrageously overpriced extension from Bill O'Brien three years ago. We're basically on the end of that now. But this year he is costing us $17 million against the cap. Love it. Number two is Brandon Cooks at $9 million. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Derek Stingley Jr. is our first-round pick from this season. Keep in mind, the picks are on caps deals. You get a pool of money, about $20 million, and you can that's all the money you have to sign all of your draft picks. So it gets divided up uh, based on where they're drafted. So the first-round pick is entitled to more of the pool. The second-round pick is entitled to a smaller percentage of the pool, so on and so forth, okay? So Derek Stingley Jr. was entitled to the biggest part of the pool because he was our number one pick, and he was a top-five pick. He got $6 million. So uh, what you're telling me is that we're not paying nobody. We're not. We have only $2.2 million in cap space. About $40 million of that is in penalties, though. Uh. And we're paying a ton. So our defense is made up of old dudes. Basically all guys between years four and eight in the league. A lot of them. and Or rookies. And those old guys are all making like three or four million dollars on one year deals. That's how we put this defense together. We just went out and got a bunch of guys and said just go get it. Okay. But that's what all of them are making basically above league average because we're the Texans and we're not very good and they could have played on a better team for less money kind of a thing, but mm. we're giving them as much playing time as their little legs can handle. Uh, so they are all making kind of above average for their age and position. And that's just where our money is. We are at, we got 2.2 million in cap space for this season. You'll love to see it, but it does get better after this next year. We're slated to have $49.2 million in cap space. Yeah. And Brandon, and Brandon Cooks is projected to be our most expensive player, and Stingley Jr., our second most expensive player. So, with no new money creeping in, and Davis Mills is under contract through 2024. So, in the event the Blue Sky's greatest thing happens and he becomes our starting quarterback, he's not going to cost us a bunch of money for a few more years. This is, uh, this is great news. It is fine. Financially, this is the one. This is the one 
silver lining in all of this that's going on is this year, as bad as it might wind up being, we are in a really great spot financially. This $49.2 million is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And it gets even more interesting. So coming into 2024, just two years from now, we have $194.5 million in cap space. Whoa. We have no one except for the draft picks from last year's draft and this year's draft and Brandon Cooks under contract. Whoa. I mean, like, that's crazy. I don't think I've ever heard that before. I, okay, so then I was like, is that a lot of money? Are all the other teams kind of in the same boat? So I was on one of my little super nerd websites. Uh, I won't say the name because they don't pay us money. Uh, we are $20 million ahead of the second place team for 2024 cap space. Sounds about right. $174 million is the next number. There are only five teams that are even over $162 million. Most of the league has around $100 million in cap space going into 2024. So they've got about a third of their team locked up. We don't, we have like 14 players coming into 2024. Yeah, like we have some guys. Right. Which means we are primed to be a young, young franchise. We have a ton of picks in the next two drafts. And by then, I mean, that's going to be, let's say that's another 25 players. And we've got like 15 under roster, so that's 35. Half of our roster would be 24 or younger. I mean, you're talking about a baby franchise at that point. Yeah, and this is something we talked about kind of on our own. Was just like, this team is going to be, like, these few years of, like, building up, like, we're just going to be, like, a if we play our cards right, we're going to be very good in a few years. Absolutely. This 2024 year is potentially a year where we have over the, over the three drafts that we've taken five of the top hundred players three times in a row. And most teams aren't doing anything like that. We're literally in a spot where 15 of the top 150 guys in the league, ideally are on this one team. That would be a big deal. We would be a very good competitive team with several years of control over those players still. So with all of that, only five teams over 162, most of them at 100 million. You get to the bottom of the list and you see something very interesting. What's that? You ready for this? I I paused for dramatic effect. All All right. Who do you think the 32nd team coming into 2024 for cap space is? Uh, Chiefs. No, although that is a good guess. That would be a good guess. I'm going to double-check where they're at. Uh, that's an intriguing thing that you said that. Uh, number 30 is the Saints. If you remember, you and I talked about how the Saints are perpetually they just... Never, they should never have cap space. They, they never have cap space. They're always they, just ignoring the salary cap until the, like, the day before they have to set final rosters. Like They are just perpetually moving money and contracts around there's there's someone who works for the saints organization who's like permanent job is to just he's got two he's got three lines in his job description it's just make it work make it work that's it 
That's it. We want these 70 guys. Figure it out, bro. And he does. He does every year. He does it every year. Uh, and they've been competitive every like there's very few times in the last 10 years where the saints haven't been competitive that's true uh, so so whoever that guy is in new orleans he deserves recognition and a raise number 32 though cleveland browns yeah they were the other one i was thinking i was like it's gonna be like either one of these joke teams or like a team that just spent all their money because they they gave their quarterback 400 trillion dollars <laughs> guess how much money they have in cap space right now for 2024 Thirty-five million dollars. Oh, not even close. They have five million dollars in cap space right now for 2024. Good job, guys. Good effort. <laughs> this list disparity is huge. Five. What was ours? One hundred and ninety. One hundred and ninety-four point five. We almost have one hundred and ninety more than the three. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, at first, I was really, really curious about this. I was like, 194.5, that's a huge number. But then I was like, well, is it? And while there are other teams that are doing what we're doing, like the Patriots have like $165 million in space or something like that, okay? So there are other teams that are planning ahead. Now, no one is doing it as draconian as we are. Uh, But every other team is – there are about six or seven other teams doing it like we're doing it. The rest of the league, though, thinks that they're in a competitive spot and the numbers are all fairly close. They they get to be – it starts at around that 120 mark and then it slides pretty quickly into the 110, 100s. And then most of the league is somewhere in that kind of range, gradually getting smaller. But then the last, like, five teams, like, there's, like, no space. And the Browns are at the very bottom with $5 million. Nice. That's what they get for getting rid of Baker. He was their boy. For for Deshaun, they gave Deshaun Watson two hundred and fifty million dollars. Like how? How are you? How did you talk yourself into that one? I don't. I, I would have loved to have been in the room when when that deal was struck, and they're like, "This is this is a genius move." Well, I think I'm gonna say this from the Browns' perspective. Now, I'm not gonna touch on the sexual assault part for this for the for the purposes of this kind of walkthrough of logic. I think they think he is a franchise-changing quarterback, and there's no denying that they need something drastic in Cleveland to kind of shake that franchise out of. They can't stop spiraling. Even like I think Baker Mayfield is a okay to good quarterback, somewhere in that second tier, maybe even approaching the top of the second tier, not quite bottom of the first tier of quarterbacks. I think he's probably somewhere in that. Uh, probably somewhere between 15 and 22 ish range of quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah. Um, and even with that, they still went through three head coaches in three years. Yeah. Like, and the other thing is like, how are you ever going to win if you're never going to have any leadership and, or any kind of cohesion from year to year, the plan just never seems to really stick through and write out. So uh, there was kind of this weird just nature to the Browns that maybe this signing could change. The Browns is basically, I always viewed it this way, especially that one year they were super stacked and they got uh, 
just like absolute just crazy people on their team, but they just didn't do anything. With Odell just, Beckham Jr. and all of them. Yeah, they didn't even yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. They yeah. traded this him was, away, and that was, that, that was last year. Yeah. So, like, I always made the joke that the Browns is just a fantasy team, like, that someone's playing in real life. Well, the, the reality – what we say, you know, in our group chat amongst the boys, you know, we've, we've all followed football for a long time. The Browns are just going to Browns it. Like, any decision the Browns make, no matter how much it makes sense out loud, is the wrong decision because they're the Browns. Correct. So, while – what I think is – I think they thought that Deshaun Watson, as a talent, could change their stars. You know, the, the – uh, what's the Heath Ledger movie, A Knight's Tale? Yeah, you want they want to change their stars. They want to become an important NFL franchise, even though everyone knows they're just the Browns. And so, they they make this big bold move. Well, even he rejects them and says, "I don't want to go to Cleveland." And I think there's a I think there's a secret conversation between the agent and the owner, where they just say, "What's it gonna take?" for him to actually want to be a Cleveland Brown. And the agent was like, I don't know, 250 guaranteed. And the owner was like, then that's what we'll do. And the agent was like, seriously? Like, I don't think anyone believed it. But the owner was like, yes, I will do that so that we can have this potentially franchise-changing talent. Now, the rest of it is all about character and about identity and about what you're willing to do, you know, do the ends justify the means? Is it okay? What does this say about how they view women? What does this say about how they view winning? What does this say about how they view sports? What does this say about how they view the world? What the Cleveland Browns did was they said, we want to be a good football team more than anything else, more than anything else. We don't care about anything else. We're just tired of being the Browns. Um, and so I think that it took giving all that money to him to do it. So I don't necessarily know that I fault them for that. I, I think it's a terrible decision in the sense that, like, it says something about them, right? But, I mean, if, if, you, if you are just on a football level, yeah, they wanted to change their fate. You know, they wanted to change who they were. Now, the rest of it, I don't know, man. I mean... Once you give him the $250 million, like you've got to really kind of mind your P's and Q's. And this Cleveland, this salary cap, this budget for them over the next two years is going to be telling because they still have draft picks. They still have people to bring in. They still have free agents. Their roster as the people who are signed through 2024 already right now are only $5 million under the projected cap. Insane. Absolutely insane. Just remember, the Browns are a team that, while taking advantage of the deal, did trade for Brock Osweiler, the guaranteed worst quarterback of all time. Well, but they did that. To get Steve, and that's one of the things that was actually a smart move. This that was back when the Browns were making smart moves. They took him from the Texans, but it cost the Texans a second round pick to make the Browns take Brock because the contract was guaranteed. So the Browns didn't want Brock Osweiler, but they had cap space. And they wanted picks. So, so they, we sent them our second round pick and Brock Osweiler. The legend himself. He'll never he'll never leave my mind. We literally had to pay a franchise to take him. That's how bad he was. Terrible. Truly so terrible. I mean, yeah, it was a mess. 
there's a great football game on tonight. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to Cleveland. They are division rivals. We just got done talking about how the Browns are going to Browns. The Browns are four and a half point favorites. Uh, now keep in never, mind, you get never three thought they hear the day. What's that? Never thought they'd hear the day. Well, they're listen. Pittsburgh is so bad that almost anybody would be favorites. Fair enough. All oh, the true biscuits there. That's right. So remember, when you're the home team, you get three points just for being at home. I, I want to keep reminding people of that because I think it's a hilarious, you know. So you're, like, telling, so you're telling me they're winning by a point. Deal. Uh, they're saying that they're one and a half points better than that. Yeah. Good, good, good stuff. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. If this was a neutral field, they're saying Cleveland is two points better, a safety better. Uh, I would bet on Cleveland and the over-under is 38 and a half. I would bet on Cleveland to cover and I would bet on the over. Bold statement. So, Although, to be uh, fair, you're like undefeated in picks so far. I am 4-0 in my bets so far. Uh, and it's because I'm selective, but also very wise. I'm the Gandalf of uh, Battle Red Radio picks. Wow, you really narrowed yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> you do it the smallest avenue humanly possible. <laughs> You're like, I truly am the greatest in this corner at this moment right now. And it's like, I mean, I guess. Yeah, like, who else is, who else is making the pick, dog? Listen, as long as you can't correct me, then I'm right. That's true. That's true. Can't say he's wrong. Uh, that's, we're going to go ahead and call that an episode then. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this quick hit Texans podcast. Make sure to turn in every day. Tune in every day at 8 a.m. to Spotify. Uh, Battle Red Radio is the name. Search it, Google it, like, subscribe. We're going to include the email address on the Battle Red blog for you to email us questions. Colton's in charge of the email address, so feel free to send the most offensive things humanly possible. Don't be mean, Colton. He's not here to defend himself. It's perfect. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. We're having a great day. You have a great day as well. Come tune in tomorrow when we do the wrap-up weekly wrap-up show where we're going to talk about the matchup for the weekend against the Chicago Bears. We'll pick winners and losers, do all kinds of fun stuff, and we might even let Nico talk. No, I'm just kidding. He can't talk. Uh, And all that, thank you very much. You guys have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow.